You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda rhymes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Welcome to this special edition of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. I'm so excited about this episode. Yes, today we are bringing you guys a preview of what we're entitling Binger's Choice. So here's what we're going to do for this episode. We are going to bring to you four Netflix series. That's right, Netflix. So we can all watch at our own pleasure. We don't have to worry about it airing. We don't have to worry about being behind on it because it's already out there for streaming. So we have four awesome episode or awesome series that we wanted to cover. Unfortunately, we can't cover them all. So we're going to give you guys a preview of each episode. At the end of this, we're going to give you a choice. So we'll be polling on our social media and you guys get to pick the show that we're going to cover next week. So Ryan has two shows that she wants to cover and I have two shows that I want to cover. My choices are Dark and Mindhunter. And Ryan, what are your choices? Uh, Raising Dion and the Umbrella Academy. So we got some, uh, we got some pretty like different spectrums for you guys to choose from. Exactly, and I'm, I've noticed we have a lot of sci-fi here, but we oh, also yeah. have true I, crime I that too. Yeah, so you guys <laughs> see what we do. We like the crime and we like the sci-fi. Right. So I'm gonna start off with one of my first choices, which is Mindhunter. Um, so a little background on Mindhunter. It was released, I believe, in 2017. Um, yep, I'm right, 2017, and it stars John E. Or, I'm sorry, it stars David Fincher's David Fincher. My notes are all the way off, y'all. David Fincher's one of the producers. I'm so excited it's about that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like trying to follow you on my Wikipedia notes as you're going. Mm-hmm. It's Jonathan Groff and Holt McCallany. Um, and nice. what sucked me into this show is that I'm really big on true crime, like ID Discovery. Um, oh, you you watch the ID channel? Yes. Oh, I don't That's- know. I can't get into the ID channel. Deadly Women is like one of my favorite series ever. Not the Deadly Women. Not yes. the Deadly Women. Snapped, all that. At one point, I wanted to be an FBI profiler. Like, Candace DeLong is my <laughs> Shiro. Um, <laughs> seriously, I went to school for I could have seen, seen that. Because when you picked these things, I was like, hmm, I'm seeing a little, like, FBI detective work that Angelica might need to tell me about. Look, look, I went to school for psych. I didn't graduate, but I went to school for psych. <laughs> and my <laughs> my dream was to be either a child psychologist or an FBI profiler. And so I've always been drawn to these shows. So when I found out, like I just happened upon Mindhunter. I didn't see any of the advertising for it. I don't even know if Netflix even really pushed it out like that. But I just, just randomly just, you know, what we always do, just scrolling through Netflix, trying to find something to watch. And I see this show and it says Mindhunter. And I was like, hmm, what is that about? Um, but it's basically about the early days of FBI profiling, like the very beginning. Because at that time, 
um, in the late 1970s, there was no such thing as a serial killer. The term wasn't even coined yet. Um, mm-hmm. And people weren't even making connections with with what they called the serial killers like they it was just random murders there was no mo there was no profile set up for these people it was just like oh they're just killers no one knew about if they were born this way if they if they were basically grew up in an environment that created these monsters um but that's where the show came along it's actually the the show is based off a book written by the FBI profiler that basically kind of built up this division in uh, Quantico. Oh, now that's interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I love it. I mean, season one starts off, like I said, in the early days of uh, criminal psychology and criminal profiling, which was around 1977 to 1980. Um, as I said, it's in Quantico. Um, and one of the most interesting people on this series, I mean, outside of Agent um, Holden Ford, who is basically this young, uh, smart, kind of arrogant guy that kind of gets this idea of, I should profile people. And his partner is this guy named Bill Tench, who's, you know, the older whippersnapper, kind of been around the block, and he travels to teach, you know, cops how to find criminals. They kind of partner up together and they travel the country teaching these classes, but in the beginning, what they did was they used these trips, quote unquote trips, to interview serial killers. Um, and one of the most notorious serial killers at the time was Ed Kemper, who's played by Cameron Bright, who actually is also on Umbrella Academy. So heh, there's that. Oh, man. See, I haven't, I've, I've only watched one episode because I'm, wait, I'm waiting to go on this journey when you guys tell us what you want to pick. <laughs> But I'm glad. So you're going to have to bring it back around then when I get into Umbrella Academy. Okay. Then. Well, just to give you a hint, he's one of the killers. He's uh he's partnered with Mary J. Blige. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that big guy. <laughs> so Ed Kemper, for those of you who don't, don't know, is the co-ed killer. Um, He was the guy that would kill college girls um, and did horrible things to them, which I will not mention on, on air, but you can watch the show. And if we ever get to this as a, as a show that we recap, we'll, we'll talk about it in detail. Um, so yeah, this, this show is intense. This is like, I just seen the first episode and I was like on the edge. It was so intense. Like I was just blown. My mind was blown <laughs> by some of the stuff they were talking about as far as like, you know, like the killers mm-hmm. and how they and the main character is just like a trip in his cell. He is like the first, yeah, the agent that you get introduced to first. He is just like his life is all over the place, mm-hmm. trying to and then trying to understand other people. So, yeah, if you guys are into this one, it's pretty. It's is it got it'll get you hooked. Yeah, and they actually end up this series interviewing a whole bunch of serial killers. Season two actually really focuses on the Atlanta child murders. So you definitely, if you are interested in true crime at all, interested into the psychology of a killer, how did they get like this? You know, what are their triggers? What what made them this way? This is the show for you. Um, yeah, if you watch ID channel, because I was about to suggest this for my mom, because she's <laughs> all up in ID channels. So yeah, this is your show right here. Exactly. And what I really love, I mean, season one was great, but I really enjoyed season two because it kind of put a focus on the Atlanta child murders. And it, it showed like... Holden came in thinking he was going to be a white savior when in reality, the people that really did the groundwork were black people. And it was just unusual that this man, this serial killer was black too, which is goes against the profile. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But I mean, it's not as uncommon as it, as it seems. Also, we, we really don't know who did it. Um, he, we, people believe that the person that was held responsible, um, Wayne Williams was a scapegoat. 
for the city of Atlanta. Um, he was only convicted of two murders, which was the murder of adults. Those other 19 children that were murdered, there was no trial for their deaths, um, for their murders. Uh, and, and they basically Dang said, man. like, hey, we got your we got the killer and we're good. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of controversy surrounding the Atlanta child murders. So that's really what they dive deep into uh, season two. And I like that the show kind of makes Holden see his white privilege, which is not often covered on, on a mainstream show. So, yeah, that's yeah. uh yeah. He looks like he's going to learn a few lessons. Yeah. From that, just from the first episode, I feel like he ain't got everything figured out. So he yeah. does not. I can't, you guys pick this one. I can't wait to see the lesson don't come his way. <laughs> he does not. So yeah, that's my first choice. So uh, Ryan, what's your choice? So I'm, I'm going to lighten it up just a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's, a, it's some kind of little heavy subjects to this, but I'm going to go to Raising Dion. Okay, okay. Um, so, okay. So this one, and I know Angelica can probably chime in, you know, on the being a, being a mom herself mm-hmm. and kind of chime in and let me know her, her thoughts on this one to begin mm-hmm. with. <laughs> but okay so let me go from the beginning okay so in 2015 this is actually based on a comic book and a short film mm-hmm. um and let me see if i can pronounce his name right dennis lou i think that's how you pronounce Sounds it accurate to me uh created this comic book and short film um but basically it is about a single mother who is trying to raise her son after the death of her husband and you would think okay that's just your show right there we just stop right, right. there but no so her son has superpowers yes. that she had that just happens. She just happens upon these powers. She doesn't know where they came from. So imagine being the single mom, you know, trying to hold down your job, trying to make it work for your son. He has these powers that he can't control. You don't know. How, you're trying to help him learn how to control them. So he doesn't get, you know, so you, cause you don't want somebody trying to come into your business. You know, you know how it goes when they experience, you have powers. They're trying to maybe trying to test on you. You know, his life just gets rocked even more than already yeah. is. So, but I just, I don't know, that in itself just gives you like a whole other level. But then you also found out that her husband may have didn't just, it might not have just been, you know, him getting killed a certain way. Just like a death as, it's a death that's not explained in her opinion that she has to go back and investigate. And I don't want to give too much in case you guys pick this and want to watch the first episode and kind of go through it yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just thought it was interesting, the layers in this. Go ahead, Angelica. Look, I'm going to tell you this. I felt the mother in this show I felt for her like even without powers I'm that mom I'm always late for work as much as I try no matter how hard I try I'm always running a few minutes late so I felt that in my soul like when Dion knocks Mm -hmm. over the cereal who I've been there oh yeah I'm not a mom and I was like, God, that has to be the worst for her right now. Cause she just had a couple minutes. Like she was running so late already. It's like you, you're, you're on time and your kid always finds a way to just slow you down. I mean, I love my daughter, but God damn it. And I can imagine <laughs> like my kid is already vibrant and ex- excitable and happy and intelligent as she is. Give her superpowers. Yeah. Oh, we gonna have a problem. I I wouldn't even I wouldn't be able to whoop her. Like there's there's nothing I can do. <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Yeah, like that, I just about, you know what I want to give Angelica. If you guys pick this show, I want to give Angelica like her own little mommy corner where she can tell us exactly how this situation would go, how how this would get solved. Because I can I declare like you're in the back of my mind in some of these scenes. Oh. 
Cause I cannot imagine. I was like, I cannot imagine what she's going through. Like, you know, there's a there's a time when she's like in an mm, interview mm. and she's having to watch him. And I'm like, you know, and I won't give away some of the fun tidbits, you know, if you know, until you guys like we actually go through, we get a chance to go through this with you guys. But it was so hilarious. And I just to me it was hilarious. But I'm thinking about all the moms oh. out there. They probably have to go through this. I literally was like, sit your magical ass down somewhere. Like that's how I felt. Right. Right. You can tell that's what she wanted to say so bad. Like she was, I just felt for her, like not being about myself, but you just like, you already have this anxiety about mm-hmm. an interview, but having that on top of it, it's, it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she's going to do it, but um, Alicia Wainwright is phenomenal in what I've seen so far in this and how she's portraying this. Um, I like to call her Maya for all you shadow hunters or fans out there. Okay. I, I did not. That's where that's where I remember okay. her from. Uh, oh, she was the werewolf chick. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, I was kind of sad when that show ended, but we don't need it ended. But we don't need. I'm about to say I wasn't, but I love the books. <laughs> <laughs> it was too cheesy. Come on, it was Angelica. too cheesy. Come I couldn't on. get past the camp. I couldn't do it. I've. I, I'd, I'd rather just settle with the terrible movie they made. Um, but that's besides the point. That's a, we're not going to get into this rant now. Um, but hey, my. Okay, one day, one day we're gonna have a Shadow Hunters one day. Rant, okay? Um, but I, well, you know what my biggest draw to this show was? I'm sure you can guess. Just, what? just guess. Just think of the the biggest draw. Uh, the biggest mm-hmm. draw. You know me, Ryan. so it's not just being a single, the hardship of a single mom. No. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, how can I forget? Oh my gosh. I'm just going to turn my mic off. I can't you believe I forgot I that. Him. Michael B. Jordan. I should have started with that. I should have started with that. I thought I, I thought I wanted to give y'all like a little chocolate to be surprised if you watched it, but that's a good point. I, I love with him. He's, a, he's an executive producer on the show. I mean, this... Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. So he knows how to get paid. Well, basically, too. what ha- what had happened was, um, when they release released Finding Dion, they kind of had like a companion, um, like YouTube video to go with it. So it's just kind of like a mock up mm-hmm. of a show. It was like a mock up pilot. It was probably maybe right. about five minutes of just showing Dion different actors, obviously. But it like did so well on YouTube that I guess Michael B. Jordan was like, "This is going to be a show." So he pitched it to Netflix. And, you know, they agreed to do the show with him. But if he wanted that e- the executive producer title, that uh, EP title, he had to kind of put right. a face to the show. Right. So he would have to be the father, oh. which makes sense. I don't I can't think of anyone else that would be the dad. Right. I mean, it's perfect. He's not in a million scenes. I mean, you know, he right. gets to show up. He gets to do like this amazing show that's showing a little black boy as a superhero. I mean, like what? And he's Killmonger. Right. I mean, what come more on. can you ask for? Um, and I, I do like how this show also talks about blackness. You know what it means to be black. Oh yeah, I absolutely love. I that. mean, not yeah. to give too much away, and I'm, I'm not sure if you're there yet, but there is a scene. I think it's all over the internet anyway. But there's a scene where Dion gets into an argument with a white classmate, and the person that gets mm-hmm. in trouble is Dion, not because. You know, Dion really did something wrong. It's because Dion is black and his mom had to have like the talk with him and and to talk about his blackness. And it's, it's sad because I have to deal with that, too, with my daughter, where I feel like sometimes she's targeted or she's made out to be the aggressor when she's really just reacting um, and I have to explain to her, like, hey, um, baby girl, I'm sorry, but you're looked at this way because you're black. <laughs> like, there's, 
you know, right, people have right. biases against you and, you know, you're a sweet girl, but you know, if it, you hit back too hard, <laughs> that's the issue. Like you don't, you don't, yeah. you yeah, don't mess with true. nobody, but when they mess with you, you finish it. And, or, you know, so it's, it's definitely a family show. So you can watch this show with your kids, you, you know, yeah, that's what I really like about it. It's really cool. And it like and you said it and it kind of opens mm-hmm. up that dialogue because I think there's some moments and you know, I don't I don't know if I've gone as far as you, but I know there's definitely in here you talk about mm-hmm. that last moment. There are definitely moments on here where she can't she has to be 100% yes. with him. Like you know, she probably cannot sugarcoat stuff the way you usually would for your kid because exactly. of what he's going so through. So it's a it's a really great show. Um if we cover it, we'll definitely dive in. And we actually also have written recaps on Black Girl Nerds if you guys want to check that out. If if we so happen not to cover it on the podcast, at least the recaps are out there for you on Black Girl Nerd. Yep, yep. And also this one has another personal note for me because Carol Barbie um actually created it and she lives in uh Charlotte because mm-hmm. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I think she's actually formed Concord was just like about an hour, probably not even okay. that from Charlotte. So I had to throw that out there, you know, give a little ha- a hometown <laughs> shout, shout out. out. All right. Awesome. So that's uh, Ryan's pick number one. So let's dive into my number two pick. Um, I mean, there's in no particular order. These shows aren't really ranked for me. I love both of them. But my next choice is Dark. And this show, Dark yes, is a ahead, doozy. Um, it's been called literally the darker Stranger Things, but I, I, I was going to say that, but I haven't seen Stranger Things. I know everybody's probably going to light me up for that one, but I haven't seen Stranger uh, Things yet. So, but I was going to say that and I didn't want to be the one. Cause I was like, if I haven't seen it, they're going to be like, well, what is she talking about? Is above and beyond Stranger Things. Sorry. I love the, I love Stranger Things, but it, 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 it can't touch dark. And let me explain to you why. So Dark was released. Let me get my notes up here. Dark was released uh, about two years ago. Um, it was released right around Halloween. So December 2020, December 2017. Wow. What a perfect day. Oh, that, was Halloween. that was actually okay. December 1st. I'm thinking of Mindhunter. So Mindhunter and Dark dropped the same year, right around the same time. So I had really great shows to watch. Um, so Dark is the mm-hmm. first German language Netflix original series. Um, so if you guys do watch the show, don't be thrown off. Um, you, because you're in the U S most likely you're going to get the English dubbing. Um, that's up to you if you want to watch. I personally did not notice the dubbing after the second episode. I was so sucked into the story or you can choose to have it in German and just read subtitles, whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That probably the next option. Yeah. I can't even explain the concept of this show. We'll just kind of give you a brief synopsis. So basically we have... Jonas Conwald, as I said, this is this is in um this is in Germany. Um, he's a teenage boy and he's dealing with the suicide of his father. Um, but with this show, <laughs> time is the main character. Time is of the essence. This show. Oh yeah, the clocks were getting to me. I was like, right. what is up with the clocks? So there's uh, so, yeah, three alternating. A- there's three alternating timelines. We, uh, you know, we're t- in 2019. Um, we're in 1986, 
And then we're also in 1953. All of these people across this time are connected. They're all in this small German town. So Jonas' mother is connected to his father, who's connected to his neighbor, who's connected to the girls on the street that's a cop. Like everybody in this town is connected through all, you know, through all of time. Um, and with this show, it's 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 in a cycle. So every 33 years something happens. A child disappears. That's basically the, the, the catalyst for the show. Every 33 years, a child disappears and somewhere or another that child turns up dead. Um, and no one has made the connection that this is all related. And it all happens um, after you hear a noise in this cave in the woods. So no, and it's apparently, you know, there's a nuclear plant there. So a lot of weird stuff is going on. Um, and in this, this particular, this first episode, the cat, the cataclysm, the catalysm, I can't even think now with so many ideas popping in my head. Um, the thing that's catalyst, yeah, the thing catalyst, that sets right, it yeah. off essentially is the suicide of Jonas's father. Uh yeah, it was mm-hmm. just so weird. And they like, yeah, I won't even give it away because I just seen that first episode. But yeah, it's that the first episode yeah, is a, a doozy. doozy. To me. And you know, I I promise you, a lot of people are like, I don't want to watch it because it's in German or because the dubbing is bad. The dubbing isn't bad. It's actually pretty good. It's just, you know, obviously some words aren't English. Um, but you I was just oh. too scary to watch it. That's the only <laughs> thing I will say. I got over the dubbing. I just was, I, you know, I was having a little Dre mm-hmm. moment for those of you power fans out there where I was too scary for it for a minute. And then like the little, like you were saying, oh, the yeah, music the, that they drop like in little moments, it's like, it's keying you like, up to be nervous. Even the visuals, like the opening theme song, like the song Forever. And there's like this, like a kaleidoscope because that's like what time is on this show. Everything's running together. We're seeing characters from across time. They're young. And here's another thing. If you thought Game of Thrones is confusing, you better take notes for mm. <laughs> for dark because yeah, I almost got because Lord. every character has another version of themselves. You have like the, if you were born in 1953, there's you in 1953, there's you in 1986, and then there's you in 2019, and then all it's not linear. The story it kind of bounces around. Um, so what I will say is that. This show literally unravels a sinister time travel conspiracy. Um, and we as a viewer are kind of taken on this journey trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And there's so many reveal and plot twists on the show. It's insane, but it's so entertaining. It all makes sense. It makes you question everything. So if I had a choice, I would pick dark, but that's not for me to decide. Um, <laughs> any any <laughs> thoughts on dark, Ryan? No, I mean, I can, it totally, knowing, knowing you and knowing the things you told me about you, I could totally see you picking dark. Like it makes a hundred percent like sense to me. At first I was thinking, where is she going with this? But I was like, think about it. I was like, it makes sense. I like it. It's, it's one of those shows that is going to have you, Mm -hmm. like, if you want that adrenaline rush, like on the edge of your seat, like if you've seen Stranger Things, if you're into that, like, you know, sort of dark Mm -hmm. horror, that mystery you know, not really like you're slashing people up, mm-hmm. but it's like a mystery going on that you're like one of those people like, I need to get those answers. Yeah. This is your show right here. Like if you if you like that, that kind of like, you know, even though it's not called Mind, Mind Hunter, to me, oh, it's yeah. still messing with your mind a little bit. Like if you're one of those people that's into that, where you want to dig and you want to be in that trap, like you don't want it to be so easy yeah, you're, for you. It's gonna, good good for luck you. trying to unravel all of that. And also just saying the best and most gruesome storytellers came out of Germany. This is a 
German horror science hello like and there are some fairy tale parallels mm-hmm, with this mm-hmm. you know children get lost in the wood trying to find breadcrumbs back home and, and in this case it's uh breadcrumbs right? through yeah. time um so yeah that's that's p- probably my favorite choice but we have so I'm just going to be screaming a lot for a per episode if you guys choose this and Angelica will just be laughing. It'll just, episode you know, episode, but episode we have episode. one other show to cover and Ryan, you can take it away. All right. So Umbrella Academy. Now notice yes. I'm picking a lot with superpowers. Okay. I got a little thing where I want to see if people have some superpowers. Okay. So that's where we're going with this. Um, so this one takes place in 1989 okay. or starts in 1989. Um, so basically you have 43 infants that are born randomly. Now stay with me because I was a little <laughs> bit like, what are they trying to do right now? Okay. So they're born randomly. The mothers have no connection. They also get this are not pregnant they just, when they go into labor. Like they were not pregnant before when they go into labor. With a belly. Huh? Right. Right. And like that first scene, like I'm telling mm. you first scene, first episode, go have you like, what is happening right now? But anyway, so they end up doing, we end up just kind of focusing on like seven babies that are adopted by this billionaire, Reginald mm-hmm. Hargreaves. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, so he creates this thing called Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. And basically he wants to train these children to save the world. And they all have their kind of like little interesting niches as far as like powers, personalities. Um, there's actually, let me find her yeah. name real quick. Ellen Page plays one character that's just very like, I feel so um, bad for that character, Ada. by the way. She is just very like secluded. Vanya. Yeah. Uh, Vanya. So she plays one of the kids that are like, yeah, that are like very secluded from this rest of this kind of powers. And I'm not that deep into it. Like Angelica might be, so I don't exactly know why yet. So that's kind of oh, one of the man. cool mysteries for you that's guys. If you guys decide to pick of this course. one. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so it's based on if you want the comic book background, it's based on um the same name comic by mm-hmm. uh, Dark Hellboy, Horse Comics. The comic, but the comics that brought you Hellboy, right? So I don't know. That kind of pulled me in because I was a fan of Hellboy. I know a lot of people are like, mm, we can kind of yeah. probably do it out there, but I was a fan of it. So that kind of that kind of drew me in. I kind of want to go back and see because I've heard they're following pretty yeah. closely with the comics. So I kind of want to go back and follow and read a little bit more background. Um, as we alluded yes. to before, Mary J. Blige is in it. Her character Bad is ass. insane from what I've seen. So I have never seen her play a character like this. Yes. <laughs> like Cha Cha, if that gives you any notion, that's crazy to me. Like I was like, I was like, what is happening? So yeah, if you if you want to you want some more Cha-Cha Mary J. Blige just to be a show. And also fun fun fact, Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance is the creator of the Umbrella Academy. He wrote this comic. So just saying. Yeah, so I heard that. Yeah, so he is like you said. He has like a oh, musical background what? as well too. My right? chemical so that's romance. They're like the biggest band in like the early two thousands. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> so there you go. See, I got a lot of stuff I gotta get on this. So you know, if you guys, if you guys want to pick this one, it's gonna create work <laughs> for me. But I'm all for I'm all for the superpowers yeah. of it. Though I'm all for the superpowers because this thing is crazy. Like number five. When you guys figured out who that is, that character I is mean, intense. If you want to talk when about you guys who that is. them, um, I mean, because they, they go by numbers. <laughs> their father names them numbers, and then they eventually <laughs> give themselves their own names. But yeah, they all have different powers. Um, you know, one can uh, see dead people. One can 
Right. Like, if that's not enough for you, you know, one can jump through time. Uh, One is just extremely strong. One can convince you to do anything. There's just so many different powers. One has like giant monsters living in his stomach and he unleashes them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's a lot. Yep. So yeah, if you want a lot of like more, if you want more supernatural, supernatural from us, superpowers, just just the, I mean, it was an entertaining ride. I saw it. Uh, I think I binged it in a day. Um, it was super entertaining. I had a great. It was a great ride. I had a good time. Um, yeah, I could have kept going. I know. I think they're like they're like they, two seasons deep now, right? Or one is, or maybe the second season is ready to come out. Announced season two, um, but it hasn't dropped yet. Okay, hasn't dropped yet. Okay, so yeah, but yeah, I could have, yeah, I could have seriously. This is one of those things where you could take like a day and just keep it going because it's seriously there is so much. And I and I think what gravitated me mm-hmm. both to Raising Dion and the Umbrella Academy is the fact that there are such like human real stories, mm-hmm. not like dark and Mind Hunter art, but if you start with that human element and then you bring on the superpowers, to me it draw like so yeah. much more interesting to me. Like, if you have that human, you know, that human element, like, because these characters, when you meet these seven children, seven adults now, mm-hmm. where we, when we get to in the story, there are so many things about their personality that are just like, they may freak you out. It can scare you a little bit. You may relate to it a little bit. And then you add the fact that well, he has superpowers I mean, on top I know of you're it. a big fan of the immortal um, instruments, or I guess, I guess, shadow hunters, excuse me. But <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy that played Klaus, um, one of the children, he was actually in the film. Uh, he was, uh, who was the nerdy, nice. what was the nerdy okay. best friend of Clary? What was his name? Simon, yes. Uh, Simon? Yeah, he played Simon I don't know if it was movie. like in a movie, yeah. So there's that. And Klaus is one of my faves. Klaus is like the flamboyant, like drug addict, pansexual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is. He's, yeah, he's very interesting. When I first saw him on screen, I was like, yeah, let's follow that guy. And then they added more on top of that. I, I feel like, like he took so a lot of inspiration from Jack Sparrow. Like just very like... <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, that would be so dope. Like, if I don't know how that would work, but if they uh, did a crossover with them two characters, I don't know how they would do anything like that. I would watch that for a exactly. day. Like, they could get me for like a good. Two I love hours. people I like that. Like, I love happen. people that are just like just free spirits. Just I do what I want. Yeah, he. Yeah, Klaus is the bomb. Yeah, Klaus is number five. I'm pretty much rocking with right now. I'm waiting for like the other characters to open up a little bit for me. Like I, I gotta make it further. I'm not five saying they're not doing dude. anything. I gotta five, make it further. We, we can't really talk about five because he has like a whole plot twist. Um, yeah, he has like a whole thing. Yeah, but I was. Those are things that like, and also I just I'm still on the fact that Mary J. Blige is cha cha right now. Like I'm just telling you, if you just under, wanted to understand what we're talking about, this would be your show. Because I was just so I've never seen her. Maybe I just haven't followed her. I've never seen her play a role like this. Maybe I haven't followed her closely. But I, I think was she's done dramatic like, roles, but I've never seen her like in this kind of setting. And she's in boots. Go Mary. Go yeah. Mary with the boots. Right. Go like right. Yeah, they just need a, do they bust out? Do they like just let me know right now? Do no. they bust out in Mary J. Blige song? Like, do we get one of those? And like, any, oh my gosh, man! I just that would take it all the way for me. I'll be like, yeah, we definitely need to do Umbrella Academy. Yeah, that would just, that be, just be. They will address that. her as Mary. She is Cha Cha, and Cha Cha is that chick. So 
Oh man. So yeah, yeah those are our options, chick, guys. Yeah. We can go with Mindhunter if you want to do true crime and you know figure out how serial killers came about and how they were profiled, or if you want to do Umbrella Academy with the superheroes and the time travel or dark. That's basically a German mystery where time is one of the main characters, or raising Dion when you have this cute little kid that has magical powers. Like whichever you guys vote for whichever show you guys choose we will cover it no questions asked so let us know we're gonna let yeah, us know we'll be we'll, polling let us know let us know and hopefully by the end of the week we'll have our results and that is the show we will cover um so stay tuned and uh we're gonna definitely be doing this more often so look out for binger's choice and uh just let us know your thoughts and as always our social media is free and open to you guys um ryan's at november bear i'm at melanin mommy 2816 um also you know we have at black girl nerds at black girl geeks and at bgn podcast thanks for listening guys bye bye the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie broadnax the opening theme song to our show is written and performed by samus various instrumentals are performed by samus sky blue and shubzilla You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.